Hi there, this is Mariti Russell. Welcome to the audio version of this week's InnerSelf.com magazine. Our inner self welcomes your inner self. I think if we're honest with ourselves, we would all admit that our world is broken, or at least severely damaged. And we also are damaged, hurting, confused, and I dare say, lost. We are lost because we have stepped off the path of trusting ourselves, of knowing our own truth, of following, as the expression goes, the beat of our own drummer. Our drummer is our inner light, our inner guidance, our inner truth, our original self. When we lose, or perhaps never had, trust in that inner voice and knowledge of our innate power, we flounder, bounced around by the waves that life sends in our direction. Everyone on the planet has been experiencing the challenges and consequences of the COVID virus. But there is perhaps a more insidious virus present in our lives, and that is distrust of ourselves and of others, not recognizing the unity and oneness of all. We are all human. We are all inhabitants of planet Earth. We all have a stake in the greater good of this existence. We're not rivals, competitors, or on different teams, for example, religions, political parties, racial divides, gender divides, etc. We are all part of the oneness of life on earth. We are all in this together, and this has become more apparent in the past year. This week, we start our featured articles with a powerful plea, How Can We Heal Our Broken World?, written by Rabbi David Dosick. He is the author of a new book entitled Radical Loving, One God, One World, One People. Rabbi Dosik steps away, or perhaps I should say above, any particular religion or tribal solidarity. He encourages us to strip away the wall of separation and instead practice radical loving. He states, and I quote, These incredibly challenging times call us to nothing less than a radical shift in human consciousness, a radical embrace of a world of oneness. So, it is time to reflect. How can we heal our broken world? This article was written by Rabbi Wayne Dosick and excerpted from his book, Radical Loving. One God, one world, one people. Age-old wisdom teaches, You do not know something until you know its name. When we name the sickness, the poison that oozes throughout our world, we can begin to fight it and defeat it. We see the evil, discordant division because of race, religion, ethnicity, gender, or class, the demonizing of the other. We see the evil, the rise of xenophobia, radical Islamic fundamentalism, racism, racial profiling, white nationalism, white supremacists, the Ku Klux Klan, neo-Nazis, neo-fascists, anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, sexism, misogyny, ethnic discrimination, apartheid, bigotry, senseless hatred, brutal violence, and terrorism. We see the evil, so-called charismatic men and women who rise up to play on the vulnerabilities and the emotions of the people, who separate, divide, and create fear by pitting one group against another, and ultimately crush hope by wreaking havoc on their own country and the world. We remember the hatred, 
bigotry and discrimination of not-too-distant days that still ripple toward us, the footsteps of war and destruction, the horrors of the machines of genocide that still ripple through the lands, the words of young Anne Frank, hidden away when she was caught up in the madman's evil darkness, echo through the years. I hear the approaching thunder that one day will destroy us. Naming it. There is no nice way to say this. These are pure evils, a defilement of all that is good and decent. The perpetrators violate the precepts and principles of human values and virtues and set themselves apart from our civilized society. There are neither many sides to evil, nor any excuses, justifications, or rationalizations for it. No matter how twisted the argument, no matter how illogical the claim, there is no moral equivalency between good and evil. Those who ignore or dismiss evil do so only from their own ignorance and prejudice, for their own power, pleasure, or profit. Evil in our world must be eradicated and left in the garbage heap of history. The Good News The good news is that men and women of peace and goodwill can rise up against evil, for we understand the words of the modern genius visionary Albert Einstein, who famously remarked, and I quote, The world will not be destroyed by those who do evil but by those who watch them without doing anything. End of quote. We cannot let evil triumph. We can act now before it is too late. We have a world to save. The sacred journey toward healing and transformation now begins. Come on the journey. Join in the quest. On this journey. We all know that our fractured country and fractious world cannot be addressed by politics as usual, or by the sweet sentiments of friendship or love that greeting cards and popular songs so often depict. There must be sweeping, fundamental, universal transformation. The issues raised here will be very familiar to you. You may very well say to yourself, So what? Who cares? I already know all the problems he is raising, and I either already passionately agree or vehemently disagree with the solutions he is offering. And besides, his ideas have very little chance of being implemented and less chance of having any real impact or success. Yes, and we cannot sit idly by, hoping that time and an eventual return to good sense and congeniality will wipe away what is shattering us in our world. We need to be clear and stark in naming what is at stake and in acknowledging the urgency with which we must act. My hope is that these words that are spoken from my heart and soul will infuse your thoughts and feelings, resonating in already open hearts and helping to soften hardened hearts that, out of echoing and retelling, new awareness, understanding, energy, and urgency will bubble up into every fiber of your being. I hope that you will easily transfer my attributions into your own idiom so that you can more comfortably embrace the spirit and the meaning of this transmission. The Raw and Inconvenient Truth for Me since I am passionately Jewish, this is a very hard book for me to write because, in many instances, I may be advocating against my own personal, ethnic, religious, cultural, and social special interests. Yet that is exactly why I must write, to bring the message that we all, every one of us, must rise above our own selfish needs and strive for the common good, the greater good. I am leaving many of my long-held, comfortable beliefs and behaviors and venturing into the unknown. And I am asking you to do the same. 
for we know that the current condition of our world is bringing too much conflict and pain to too many, and that there must be a better way to live together for the betterment and well-being of all. And in this book is God. Bidden or unbidden, God is always present. My compass and guidepost have always been the Word of God. I am its student, and I am its teacher. It is my life and the length of my days. We talk to God. God listens. And then God comes to us in words and visions and day and night dreams. And we really have to listen and see, to be open, clear channels, to be empty enough for God to come through us. I ask you to listen and to see and to understand and then to give your heart and your hands to responding. These incredibly challenging times call us to nothing less than a radical shift in human consciousness, a radical embrace of a world of oneness. We envision a sweeping revolution, an unbounded evolution and transformation of humankind and the planet we inhabit. Can we heal our broken world? Can we wipe away the darkness and bring the light? Can we see the face of love in every human being? Can we jubilantly embrace the pathway that will lead us forward to Eden on Earth? Please, let's try. The following is a quote from Robert F. Kennedy, paraphrased from George Bernard Shaw. There are those who look at things the way they are and ask, why? I dream of things that never were and ask, why not? This article was written by Rabbi Wayne Dosick and excerpted from his book, Radical Loving, One God, One World, One People. We continue on our healing journey with Kate Ekman, author of the book, The Full Spirit Workout. She writes about striving to become enough on the frantic hamster wheel. One of the blockages to happiness and oneness is based in competition, which reveals itself in the I'm not good enough syndrome. This leads people to be unloving, either to themselves or to others, in order to become more than. However, as Kate shares with us in her article, and I quote, I now operate from this core belief. I am complete. I'm still a work in progress, of course, but my life is no longer about what I do or about striving to prove my worth. Instead, it's about who I am and I owe all of that to working on my spiritual fitness. End of quote. Kate invites us into her world and her journey. Our previous author, Kate Ekman, spoke of spiritual fitness. And, of course, one well-known way to get spiritually fit is with meditation. For some, meditation is an esoteric practice. For others, simply a stress reduction technique. Turiya, the author of Unreasonable Joy, introduces us to the effects of meditation, moving from pain to joy. She shares with us how the adventure of life can move us away from the war raging within and without and move on to a life of joy and, yes, even bliss. We're used to hearing about the side effects of prescribed drugs, but it's time to focus on side effects that lead us to spiritual health and well-being. The effects of meditation, moving from pain to joy. This article was written by Turiya, author of the book Unreasonable Joy. The effects of meditation often occur so gradually we don't notice them. Then comes a day when we have the sudden realization we're not like we used to be, 
with this dawning of understanding that we're not who we thought we were, comes confusion. If we're lucky, we might have a teacher or friend who tells us, relax, it's all part of the process. Dealing with these changes is where the science of self-discovery and the art of self-control come in handy. By taking a step back into the scientific mindset, the objective view of ourselves as being on the path of self-discovery, we can analyze the condition in which we find ourselves. With the scientific viewpoint, we can simply observe ourselves without judging, without pulling emotional reactions into the observation. Once we've seen where we are in relation to where we want to be, we can practice the art of self-control to get there. Meditation opens our awareness to the subtle levels of our being. We become more sensitive to our surroundings, and at the same time we develop an inner strength, which allows us to deal with this increased sensitivity. The same way a child learns not to touch a hot stove, we learn through experience to move our focus away from that which causes pain to that which brings joy. Blissful Presence Meditation brings forth a feeling of well-being. Some of my fellow students have called this blissing out. We walk around in the world sensing the pain of others, yet we are embraced in bliss. Even when the body suffers from pain, such as from the flu or even a chronic illness, we find we are inexplicably happy. After meditating regularly, there is an almost constant sense of lightness and joy permeating everything we do. This approach to life, this smile we carry around all day, is not always welcomed by those lost in the ocean of suffering. Sometimes our presence offends those with lower expectations of a happy life. We can't change these people. They will show us anger and envy, and many even try to convince us to pity them. They sense the light we have connected to in meditation, and they want to feel that light, although they may not be willing to admit it to themselves. When they're ready, they will find their own way home. In the meantime, we enjoy the smile in our hearts, but don't try to force it on anyone else. The Door to Infinite Possibilities As we move deeper into meditation, we become more powerful and we develop the ability to concentrate on anything we choose. It opens the door to infinite possibilities. We become limited only by our own imagination and by the imagination of those we choose to believe. Over time, we find we have room to balance more activities, more people, more challenges. In conjunction with power and balance, we develop clarity. The situations that one made us lose our way become only minor obstacles because our view has expanded. In daily meditation, we renew our connection to light, clearing away the blockages keeping us from seeing the way through the shadows. We learn to allow ourselves to become someone new every month, every week, every day, every moment. We rely less and less on others to tell us who we are. As we come to accept we are transient beings, we see we are expressions of light, lasting only for a moment. The War Raging Within As we walk the pathway of self-discovery, we may find a war raging within us. The ego struggles to maintain itself in the physical and astral worlds, linking to what is familiar. We are pulled by karma to follow the patterns we have created. Many people try to fight these old habits by punishing themselves. Soon, a habit that once brought pleasure now brings pain, and yet we're still drawn to it. When we find ourselves caught up in an old habit or anything that causes suffering, we can immediately stop and put our focus on something else. A New Adventure 
Meditation expands the mind and opens up more options. We eventually recognize the ego is only playing the game of life. Sometimes the games are fierce, sometimes gentle. Because we meditate, we know it's all illusion and enjoy it anyway. With meditation, personal power is increased and we have the ability to control our reactions to the games we play. The victim is replaced by the active player who uses discriminating awareness to choose how they will play the role they must fill. Even after many years on the path of meditation, every moment is a new adventure. Each day is a new exploration of infinite, eternal awareness. This article was written by Turiya, author of the book Unreasonable Joy. As we journey along, learning to reconnect with oneness, let go of fear, and rediscover joy, one essential element is trust. We must practice and learn to trust, not only ourselves, but the world as a whole. Pierre Pradervan writes about having an unshakable trust under all circumstances. This one ingredient can make our life less stressful and more joyful, less fearful and more loving. Learning trust is an essential practice. Otherwise, we go through life expecting the worst, fearful, doubtful, and miserable. How can one be truly happy when one expects hardship and challenges around each corner? That's not to say there won't be hardships and challenges, but we must trust that we will be able to deal with them, that we will have the inner strength and outer resources to traverse whatever is in our path. Practicing trust will eventually give us a new perspective. An Unshakable Trust Under All Circumstances Written by Pierre Pradervan Author of 365 Blessings to Heal Myself and the World More and more I have the feeling that an extraordinary cosmic force is pulling the strings of my life all the strings, down to the smallest details. Because either this simply unheard-of show called the universe is directed by a force, a cosmic intelligence that is simply amazing, or I give up guessing once and for all. And if this is true for the universe, it's also true for each individual life, yours as well as mine. And in this vision... The notion of chance is simply a philosophical aberration, an absolute nonsense, because chance and universal law are mutually exclusive. I believe it's the great astronomer Fred Hoyle who said that to believe in the Big Bang, which supposedly gave birth to the universe, could be a product of chance, is like believing that a tornado blowing on a huge pile of scrap metal could leave behind a brand-new Boeing 747. Who is really pulling the strings? Every spring, we witness this amazing oratorio called Spring. Read on the Internet about the incredible life contained in one cubic centimeter of unpolluted soil. I invite you, one of these beautiful spring days, to go to a spot in nature where you will not be constantly disturbed and to simply listen to this incredible concerto that is happening around you. And listen. Listen with your heart to the music and to what the conductor is whispering in your ear. If you take the time to do this exercise properly, you will come back transformed. However, the most important part of this awareness of who is pulling the strings is to realize that it is working hour by hour, minute by minute in our own lives. On my bathroom mirror, I have this little meditation from my friend Sandy Wilder, founder of the Unlearning Institute in Grafton, Illinois. 
who sends out similar little meditations every day of the year to anyone who signs up for them. It reminds me who is pulling the strings of my day, right down to the smallest details. And it goes like this. One thing. If I could remember this one thing, I think I would be home free. I'm not in charge of my life or anyone else's. Life knows what she is doing every moment. And that was from Sandy Wilder. An unshakable trust under all circumstances. Depending on our own vision of the world, of the universe, of history, it is quite possible for us to go through this very troubled period with deep trust. If we believe in a world dependent on the hazards of fate, or simply run by fate, then we should seriously worry. On the other hand, if we believe in an orderly universe managed by a loving higher entity, then we can navigate the current crisis in the most profound serenity. Those who believe that some of humanity's spiritual masterpieces such as the Bhagavad Gita, the Quran, the Bible, the Tao Te Ching, are deeply inspired works, will find within their pages precious passages to maintain this trust. Thus, the Quran tells us, Put your trust in the ever-living who never dies, from Surah 2558, and Thou will find no refuge beside him, Surah 1827. Not in your bank account or your relationships, not even in your understanding of things, only in him or her, capitalized. As to the Bible, quotations expressing trust are so numerous, one could fill entire pages with them. I have a small ad memoire of such citations, and I meditate on a few of them each morning. This allows me to maintain a deep equanimity at all times. And here are a few of them. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41.10 You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Psalm 139.5 All things God works for the good of those who love him. Romans 8.28 I am sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you to the place I have prepared. Editor's note, prepared for you. Exodus 23.20 don't hesitate to meditate on these passages also just before going to bed. They are more powerful than all the stimulants and sleeping aids in the world. This article was written by Pierre Pradervin and taken from his blog. He is the author of 365 Blessings to Heal Myself and the World. Nancy Windhart Animal Communicator, presents us with five things that can interfere with clear interspecies communication. These five things can also be applied to our communication with our inner guidance and also with the higher aspects of the people in our lives. When we start off with preconceived notions and opinions, human agendas, repressed emotions, old traumas, all of these things hinder our discovering our oneness with all. These things put us in a little cage of our own making. But in order to create a better life, a better harmony with all, whether interspecies or within our own species, we need to let go of anything that keeps our heart closed to oneness with all. Five things that can interfere with clear Interspecies Communication Written by Nancy Windhart, an animal communicator and interspecies communication teacher.
In my blog posts, free resources, and courses, I talk a lot about the things that we can do to support and develop our inborn, natural interspecies communication abilities. In this post, I want to talk about some things that can interfere with our ability to hear and understand our other-than-human companions clearly. First, distorted human-centric attitudes. It's important when practicing interspecies communication to honor the intelligence, sentience, awareness, and individuality of beings of other species. It's as human-centric to assume that all animals, trees, or plants are superior in wisdom and intelligence as it is to think of them as inferior or not as aware or evolved as humans. Though the idea that humans are the pinnacle of evolution, both biologically and spiritually, is pervasive, more and more human people are becoming aware that we are but one aspect of life on this planet, and that there is an infinite array of intelligence, understanding, wisdom, and perspective among our other-than-human kin. Seeing other species as different than humans, unique but equal in their perspective, awareness, and experience of their lives, will support clear communication. Assuming that animals and other non-human beings are either inferior or superior to humans will interfere. 2. Frenetic, busy lifestyles Our human world moves at a pace that does not promote time for listening, presence, balance, rest, and quiet. Sometimes the first thing that people experience when they begin to practice telepathic animal communication is to fall asleep. I feel that this is a natural response of the body to being exhausted and out of balance. Until we have a baseline of resilience, adequate rest, and quiet time and space in our lives, it can be hard to hear the animals clearly. One of the gifts of this pandemic time for many people has been the opportunity to slow down to let go of the insane schedules that many of us have lived with, and to learn to be quiet, alone, and still. This has not been easy for our species, but it has offered us many gifts of awareness, quiet, stillness, an opportunity to stop, pause, reflect, and rest. I have heard from so many people in this last year who have said, I don't want to go back to the way things were before. The old normal wasn't healthy for me. We are exploring new ways of living, being, and creating. If we can take the lessons of the pandemic time and recreate our human world in a more balanced way, both individually and collectively, we will create a way of being and living that will naturally support easy, clear, fluid connection with all life. 3. Untreated, unhealed trauma, addiction, and or unstabilized psychological conditions. These are big issues. Let me first say that I don't mean to imply that we need to be fully healed or recovered from any of these in order to learn to communicate clearly with beings of other species. What I mean by treatment and healing is that we have support, including trained professional mental and physical health care, that we have done enough of our own personal work to be able to hold ourselves with compassion, awareness, and presence when we are listening to other beings, and to differentiate our own thoughts, experiences, and emotions from those that are coming from others. A few words about each of these. Trauma. Many of us who are drawn to animals and other species develop this awareness and affinity in the crucible of trauma, whether in childhood or later in life. It's essential to have skilled professional support in working with trauma. Without this, 
we are likely to project our trauma responses onto animals and other beings, which will interfere with clear communication. Addiction. Addictions of all kinds can sabotage our ability to be clear with ourselves and others of all species. We now know that addictions alter brain chemistry. Mood-altering behaviors and substances can create barriers to the clear flow of communication and receptivity required in interspecies communication. Even short of addiction, mood-altering substances can alter our physiological chemistry in such a way that interferes with clear hearing. There are spiritual traditions which use plant medicines with skilled support to enhance consciousness or facilitate healing. That's not what I'm referring to here. I'm talking about altering our biological chemistry and perception with substances and or behaviors in ways that can interfere with the clear flow of communication. For myself, I make it a policy to not use these kinds of substances including sugar and caffeine in excess, when I want to create the conditions to hear clearly and accurately. Unstabilized psychological psychiatric conditions. These can include those that are diagnosable and also those that are not so acute. Depression, anxiety, PTSD, and other conditions can interfere with our ability to hear clearly. If you're dealing with these kinds of issues, it's really important to seek support, and the kind of support that is most beneficial for you. The healing journey is individual, and each person will require different kinds of support. I want to reiterate that complete healing, if there's even such a thing, is not necessary in order to practice interspecies communication but a foundational baseline of stability and support is needed by most people in order to open consistently and clearly to the communications of other beings. 4. Human Agendas, Ideas, and Strong Beliefs When we begin to explore our desire and ability to communicate telepathically with animals, it's important to begin to identify the difference between our human ideas and thoughts and what is coming directly from the animal. We all have thoughts, ideas, beliefs, and agendas, and awareness of them will help us to know our own thoughts so that we don't confuse them with an animal's thoughts. Awareness is the key. Examples of Ideas and Beliefs I've never been very good at quieting my mind, so I probably won't be able to do this. Or, all animals are angels and give us unconditional love. Or, wild animals probably hate humans because we're so mean to them. Cats are aloof and not as affectionate as dogs. Chihuahuas are yappy and bite ankles. Reptiles don't have very much to say because they have reptilian brains and therefore aren't as advanced as mammals. We can also be influenced in our communication by our personal agendas, ethical and spiritual beliefs, and choices. The validity or truth of these beliefs and agendas is not the issue. Being aware of them and setting them aside when we enter into a communication with an animal is what's important. Examples of Agendas Animals do best on a raw diet. People who aren't vegetarians shouldn't think they can talk to animals. Holistic veterinary care is superior to conventional veterinary care, or vice versa. Animals are helpless victims of human cruelty and injustice. Cats should be protected from the dangers of being outside. Cats need to be outside, and it's cruel to keep them indoors. It's not wrong to have these beliefs and agendas, but awareness of them can help to keep you in a neutral place of listening to animals' ideas, thoughts, and feelings rather than your own. 5. Strong Emotions, Grief, Guilt, and Fear When we're in a place of dealing with strong emotions, 
it can be difficult to hear or be aware of anything else. I see this most commonly with people when they are grieving the loss of a beloved animal friend, or questioning the choices or decisions that they made or didn't make, or are in a strong state of fear about something that is happening with an animal or other beloved. One definition of emotion is energy in motion. Emotions are intelligent, healthy, and natural responses to our life experiences. However, when we resist them or don't allow them to run their natural course, they can become stuck and also hook into our thought patterns and get stuck in a kind of feedback loop. And in this situation, we can have a hard time hearing or understanding anything except our own painful inner experience. Emotions are healthy. Stuck, unprocessed emotions, not so much. If you find that difficult emotions are all that you hear or feel when you try to communicate with the being of another species, you may need additional support or help. Sometimes it's as simple as letting it go for the time being and coming back another day or time. Sometimes more professional help or support is needed. I hope that this is helpful for you in identifying some of the things that may be interfering with your ability to hear beings of other species clearly. This is by no means a comprehensive list, but it's a start. This article was written by Nancy Windhart. We round off our featured articles this week with Sarah Varkas and her insightful and impassioned article, No More Saviors, Reclaiming Our Mind from the Tyranny of Fear. In order to heal ourselves and our world, we need to become empowered to be true to ourselves, to follow our inner guidance, our heart, our vision. We must learn to be our own master and not just accept what is presented to us. We must filter every truth that is presented to us within our own being and then decide if someone else's truth is true for us. We are the captains of our own ship, the director of our own life. In her article, Astrologer Sarah Varkas focuses on the planetary influences in the coming month and the opportunity to empower ourselves to shine our light and our truth and become our own saviour. Eclipse season and Mercury retrograde. No more saviours. Written by Sarah Varkas of Awakenings Astrology. A lunar eclipse in Sagittarius on 26th of May begins a sequence of key astrological events, making June 2021 rich with opportunities to rethink our perspective and deepen our perceptions. In these coming weeks, our relationship to facts, information, perception and expertise, the domains of Sagittarius and Gemini, can shift exponentially. We were primed for this time by the supermoon on the 27th of April, with events that occurred back then setting the scene for predominant issues in the weeks to come. But whilst that supermoon was all about emotion, this eclipse season lifts us out of the emotional realm into the relational world of the mind. It is time to examine without guile our thought processes, beliefs and assumptions which forever shape our experience of life and the world around us. Whilst doing so may unavoidably trigger emotional responses, these emotions are not to become the focus of our process. Instead, we are tasked with renewing our mind to clear the way for more incisive perceptions and an ever-expanding world view. It is time to rise out of emotion into wise discernment. Falling in the signs of Sagittarius, fire, and Gemini, air, these eclipses, together with Mercury retrograde, invite us to reclaim our mind from the occupying forces that tell us what to believe, who to trust, and who or what to fear. 
the modern age which deifies a single perspective and drowns out, bans and cancels anyone with a differing view is not conducive to listening to our inner voice that knows far better what's best for us. It's hard to trust your intuition when everything around you is telling you it's wrong and that some expert knows your best interests better than you. It's difficult to stand firm when those who question prevailing narratives and expose far-reaching lies are deplatformed, silenced and vilified. It's tough to speak your truth when even those people you love and respect refuse to engage until you say what they want to hear. But for many months now, this world has been saturated and shaped by fear, the most pervasive force in the human psyche. It erodes our sovereignty and makes us vulnerable to the dictates of whoever conjures it the most. Beware those who engender fear and then conveniently present a solution to it. This has been the way of dictators for many a long year. The lunar eclipse in Sagittarius on the 26th of May can be used by just such individuals to further their agenda, an agenda which will never be in our interests. No one who truly has our well-being at heart wants us disempowered by fear, helpless and vulnerable, terrified of each other and the world at large. When we relinquish our power, that power doesn't disappear. It passes to the person we turn to for protection. So if you haven't already, it's time to ask, what are you doing with your innate power? Who are you expecting to protect you and why? As such, this is an excellent time to reflect on where these many months of fear have gotten us and how trustworthy its peddlers have proven to be. It's also an opportunity to detach from that fear and think objectively about the many conflicting stories we've been asked to believe. How often official narratives have sought to divide and rule, polarising different sectors of our local and global family. But we don't have to fall for any of this. We're not robots who hate at the flick of a switch or fear at the press of a button. We can think for ourselves, research for ourselves, ask questions, seek answers, intuit for ourselves. We have instinct and insight, personal experience to draw upon and innate wisdom that no one can take away from us. If ever there was a time to reclaim all of these things, it is now before it's too late. We can't politely sit this one out, telling ourselves it'll be okay in the end. There are no guarantees and it is we who decide the outcome. We are players in life, not pawns. And if we don't act, you can rest assured those invested with our power will. No doubt about that whatsoever. In these coming weeks, truths long hidden will rise to the surface and revelations may fill the air. If you've been peering through some cracks in your understanding or gazing at a growing chasm of incomprehension, this time could be revelatory beyond measure as towers of belief begin to crumble. And whilst we may well see this dynamic played out on the national and international stage, it's just as likely to occur in the theatre of our everyday lives as it becomes unavoidably apparent that what we thought to be true is anything but, and who we thought we could trust is cast in a shadier light. Whilst the Sagittarius lunar eclipse on the 26th of May will cast a spotlight on those who seek to control us with their narrative, the Gemini solar eclipse on the 10th of June, while Mercury's retrograde, will help us discern our own perspective. Refuse to be herded into belief systems serving only those who propagate them. We don't have to play the game of divide and rule, in which fear has become a virtue, independent thought a crime and one perspective is set against another. We can unite instead and forge a different path, strengthened by our shared humanity. But be warned, a prevailing square between Neptune and Mercury alerts us to the manipulation of information between mid-May and mid-July 2021. So listen to these revelations with a questioning mind. 
refuse to swallow wholesale what doesn't feel right, resist the pressure to toe the line and nod along with things that don't ring true. Do your own research, stand in your own truth. Notice who consolidates power from the prevailing narrative and what they choose to do with it. Watch, listen, question, reflect. Affirm your right to freedom of thought and draw your own conclusions. Truth speaks to those who will listen. Don't let it be drowned out by shame or fear. Uranus and Saturn form the second of three squares on the 14th of June 2021. As we straddle the border between the receding Piscean Age and the burgeoning Aquarian one, the temptation to retreat into the Piscean shadow of victim consciousness is still strong and our self-appointed saviours and gurus are many. But this victim consciousness must end. It has to stop now. We've been brainwashed across decades into believing we are vulnerable and powerless, that we need the special experts who know what's best for us, that we must bow to their superior knowledge and be grateful for the scraps of freedom that fall from their table. This is a lie. We are not vulnerable nor powerless. We are power beyond measure and more radiant than the sun. We are perfectly capable of assessing risk, making decisions, looking after ourselves and each other without doing so out of paralysing fear. Instead, we can do it out of love and wisdom, instinct and intuition. We can do it with courage and insight, like an animal who smells threat on the air and knows when and where to seek safety. We can spot our predators and neutralise their threat by the simple reclamation of our sovereign right to live free. When all is said and done, our humanity will save us. Not a further decline into separation, vilification and blame. To love, we must live from the inside out, drawing from the source of well-being and wisdom that resides at our core. Not be played like a puppet by those who demand our submission. Cliché though it may be, love is the answer. Not yielding and placating love, but wild, vibrant, unrelenting love which knows no bounds and believes no lies. This love speaks hard truths and holds us to account. It holds up a mirror and insists we stare into it unflinching. An ongoing square between Pluto and Eris demands we see ourselves as we are, forces of nature, spirit embodied, sovereign, resplendent and free. If we don't, we diminish ourselves and embolden the tyrants of this world. So cherish yourself, think for yourself, put two and two together, stand tall and speak your truth, bold as bold can be. It really is time to choose, love or fear, courage or surrender, sovereignty or tyranny. Rarely have we been faced with such a far-reaching and urgent decision. I can't stress this enough. We are midwives of the Aquarian age, right here, right now, in every choice we make, each minute of every single day. We must all play our part in the Great Awakening. The new age is drawing near. This is Sarah Varkas from Awakenings Astrology. Thank you for listening today. This article was written and read by Sarah Varkas. Sarah is an intuitive astrologer with a passion for applying planetary messages to the ups and downs of everyday life. We conclude this weekly edition of Inner Self with Pam Young Han's Astrological Journal for the week of May 24th to 30th, 2021. The energies of the week support our healing journey of empowerment. Here are a few short quotes from the journal when speaking of the full moon and other planetary influences this week, and I quote, This lunation provides us opportunities to heal on many levels. And another quote, 
Jupiter in Pisces is activating our imaginations, our ability to envision, and our belief that anything is possible. End of quote. With the super full moon eclipse, this is a powerful and empowering week. Greetings. This is astrologer Pam Young-Hans, and this is my forecast for the week of May 24th to 30th, 2021. Our full moon this week should be both impressive and memorable, with several factors elevating its significance above other lunations. First, the full moon is a lunar eclipse, which increases its impact and adds several layers of meaning. It is also a total eclipse, which is the strongest of its kind. On top of that, it is a supermoon, occurring when Luna is at the closest point in its orbit to the Earth. This makes the moon appear visually larger than usual and energetically amplifies its effects on our emotions and life circumstances. The day of the full moon is also Wisak, a holy day in Buddhist tradition that is celebrated each year at the full moon in Taurus. On this day, devotees honor the birth, enlightenment, and death of the Buddha. The celebration includes practices of giving, virtue, and cultivation, as well as the doing of good and meritorious deeds. The ancient tradition of Wisak has gained additional layers of meaning in esoteric societies. The website of the Lucis Trust, established by theosophy teacher and writer Alice Bailey, explains, Wisak is the high point of the spiritual year, when the forces of enlightenment flow from the higher worlds into the mind of humanity. At the exact moment of the Taurus full moon, the Buddha is said to return momentarily to earth, appearing to those gathered in a secluded valley in the Himalayas. The Christ stands before the Buddha and, in a moment brimming with vitality and significance, receives the Buddha's blessing on behalf of humanity before turning and radiating this blessing out to the assembled gathering and to all human beings. Lunar eclipses occur at least twice every calendar year and mark an important time of completion and transition. Like all full moons, they bring what has been unconscious to the surface, but a lunar eclipse, and a total lunar eclipse in particular, generally dives a bit deeper into our psyches. It reveals old attitudes and perspectives, compelling us to transcend the negative patterns, fears, and beliefs that have been inhibiting our evolutionary progress. As we actively engage this process of transformation, our energy shifts and the future is altered. The totality of this week's eclipse will last for about 14 minutes and will be visible from Australia, parts of the western United States, western South America, and Southeast Asia. Other locations on the globe will see a partial eclipse. We often experience sudden or surprising events around the time of a lunar eclipse. Its influence is likened to that of a Uranus transit, which means we are cautioned to expect the unexpected. Due to the excitation of electromagnetic energies, we tend to see more solar flares, weather events, earthquakes, and volcanic activity around the time of an eclipse. As of this writing on Sunday, May 23rd, there has been heightened solar activity in the last day or so, with three M-class solar flares and at least nine C-class flares. Recent earthquake maps show increased seismic activity with larger events in China and the South Seas over the past two days. Volcanic activity also appears heightened in many areas of the globe. While some may be sensitive to all Earth changes on subtle levels, Many of us are especially affected by higher magnitude solar flares. Perhaps your sleep patterns have been disrupted lately, with periods of drowsiness at unusual times and long periods of full wakefulness in the middle of the night. This is because solar storms affect the pineal gland, which can desynchronize our body's circadian rhythm, also called a biological clock. At first, we may feel uncomfortable with the shifts that occur at a lunar eclipse as we leave behind what has been safe and familiar and embark on a new path. But within all endings are the seeds of rebirth, and the new directions offered by a lunar eclipse are meant to guide us to our higher potentials. There are always evolutionary themes associated with eclipses, given the fact that they occur when the sun and moon 
are within a certain proximity of the karmic north and south nodes. In a sense, eclipses are cosmic directives designed to help us progress on our soul's journey. In this week's event, the moon is less than six degrees away from the south node. As a south node eclipse, it is especially focused on releasing what has been, since the south node represents qualities of the past that humanity is moving away from. In particular, with the south node in Sagittarius, the cosmic intentions of this eclipse are to help us release old patterns of dogmatism, bigotry, judgment, and self-righteousness. The full moon reaches its peak of fullness on May 26 at 4.13 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time, which is 11.13 a.m. Greenwich Mean Time. At the time, Luna will be at 5 degrees 25 minutes Sagittarius, with the sun positioned at the same degree of Gemini. All full moons have the potential to bring what has been hidden to light. With the polarities of Gemini Sagittarius involved in this lunation, ideas and information come forward that potentially change our beliefs about reality. We are already seeing evidence of this, as news has recently been released about an upcoming report from the U.S. military that will reveal what they have learned about unidentified aerial phenomena, which is military speak for what we civilians know as UFOs. When seeking insights about how an event such as a full moon may affect our human experience, we can also look to fixed stars to see if any are activated. For our eclipse this week, the moon is aligned with the fixed star Marfic. Astrologer Roderick Kidston, in his book The Magic of the Stars, explains that Marfic gives the ability to work with subtle energies and to heal. We also see this quality emphasized elsewhere in the full moon chart. With the moon trine wounded healer Chiron, this lunation provides us opportunities to heal on many levels. Kidston also writes that Marfic helps us know how to tune our thoughts to the right vibrations, to attract the right ideas. Again, we see support for this elsewhere in the chart for the lunation. Jupiter in Pisces is squared the sun and the moon, activating our imaginations, our ability to envision, and our belief that anything is possible. Here are the highlights of other planetary aspects that will occur this coming week, with my brief interpretations of each. I'm especially excited about the alignment between Neptune and the asteroid Pallas Athena. Although the two do not exactly align until next Sunday, we are already working with their combined influence since they are at the same degree of Pisces throughout this week and into next. There are no significant aspects exact on Monday. On Tuesday, the Sun is semi-square Mars. There can be some frustrations and irritations as we are more impatient than usual. With Mars and Cancer, we may also be more moody or respond defensively. On Wednesday, the full moon total eclipse occurs. On Thursday, Venus is square Neptune. This can be a creative day or just a time of daydreaming. The imagination is heightened but may not find practical application. Problems occur if we do not see a loved one or a relationship as they really are, or if we try to rescue another person from themselves. On Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, Mercury is sextile Eris, Venus is sextile Eris, and Mercury is conjunct Venus. Uncomfortable truths are spoken, they suddenly find upsetting. Direct communication leads to greater honesty in relationships and more clarity about what we truly value. On Saturday, Mercury stations retrograde. Mercury will be going backwards in Gemini until June 22nd. Because Gemini is a sign of communication, transportation, and networking, the usual cautions about moving slowly in these areas applies especially to the next three weeks. This time is best used for inner processing, for reviewing ideas, and for rethinking our plans for the future. On Sunday, Neptune is conjunct asteroid Pallas Athena. The planet of spirituality, compassion, and creativity, Neptune, aligns with the asteroid of wisdom, healing, and strategy, Pallas Athena. Their combined energies enhance telepathic abilities, deepen faith and spiritual connections, and assist in psychic healing, especially when using color and sound. If your birthday is this week, this is a year to focus on your sense of higher purpose, 
especially as it relates to your abilities to teach and share information, perhaps through writing or speaking. Truth will be an essential value in your life, and your need to speak it may ruffle some feathers, or you may find yourself more defensive than usual if someone questions your ideas. One of the lessons of the year is remembering that there are two skills that must be used in healthy communicating, speaking, and also listening. As both of these are done with integrity and intention, your connections with others are enhanced and you are better able to fulfill that higher purpose you envision. Thank you for joining me on this journey. This is Pam Younghans, wishing you a blessed Eclipse Week. Perhaps this week's edition of Inner Self is best summarized by this famous quote by Marianne Williamson from her book, Return to Love. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we're liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. And that was Marianne Williamson from her book, Return to Love. This is Marie T. Russell wishing you a wonderful, joyful, healthful, and loving week. We hope you have enjoyed this week's newsletter and its featured articles. For over 30 years, we at Inner Self have shared new attitudes and new possibilities with our readers all over the world. For more inspiration, visit us at InnerSelf.com.